Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. sounds horrendous i can't imagine doing kiddie things when you're hung over how's work been sounds like you're not having a good time of it at the moment yeah i mean it's it's yeah i mean it's never it's always shit like the no. best it ever gets is shit consistent though recently huh. it's been like double dose of dog shit it's not just normal human shit why is it double dog shit shit just just like i feel like I'm, like every day it isn't just a complete waste of life to be sending emails around and there's like mountains out there to look at and climb. Yeah. Although I have to say, I grade human shit as a worse thing than dog shit. Really? Like yeah. If I, if I stood because in you a pick dog up turd, dog shit, I'll yeah. be really pissed off. But if I stood well, in a human turd, I'll be so disgusted. Human turd smells worse as human well. Human turd is much worse. It came out of a human for a start. Yeah, you just don't realise it because you poop into water. Yeah. And that kind of like, muffles the, the smell. If you're going to grade, like, what's the worst kind of shit to, like, step in or pick up with your hand? You're going as human, Yeah, definitely. Dog shit is, like, yeah, it's not great. Like, there's no, there's no, like... Dog shit's not great, no. There's nothing, like, at the other end of the scale that's that's good. Well, there is, like, cow cow shit. Yeah. It's not not good. It's quite good. It smells good, like, in a weird way. You wouldn't want to hold it or step in it. I love the smell of horse shit. Horse shit's all right as well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I disagree. I don't think there's a good end of the scale. There's just a a, a slightly better end of the scale. But mm. human shit is definitely worse than dog shit. Yeah, all right. I agree, well, I agree with that. Yeah, it took us about 30 seconds to get onto that subject. <laughs> um, So changing the subject, I've got a bit of business to take care of before we crack on with this one. Right. And it starts with an apology to Alex. Let me let me just bring up the scoreboards from last week. So I said that Alex had um, forty four points last week, which which still put had him in first place. To be fair, actually he actually had five five point five points for the AI story, not five points. Like he had forty four point five points in total. So sorry, Alex. I've corrected that. Yeah, you're wow. you're you're half a point higher than I thought. Um, which means that Elliot's, accepted. Elliot's, Elliot's in third with thirty nine point nine. I'm second with forty three, and Alex is in the lead with forty four point five still. So that's well, hopefully yeah. that's going to change now as well, isn't it? Right, because of the letter I sent to yeah. Mr. Teacher. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, before we get on to the letter, did you just fart? Yeah, I did. Zoom picked that up. That yeah. broke. Zoom's meant to filter that stuff out, and it was so powerful. It sounded like you talked. <laughs> it's like you were going to comment. Like, I'm not. Ah, I'm not. Yes. I'm not cutting that out. This, <laughs> so this will. I guarantee you, this will be the only literary podcast um, with a fart in it. With a fart in it. Yeah, real fart. I don't think Zoom. <laughs> where, the, where the where the podcasters begin the episode by talking about, about what's the best type of shit. Yeah, but you graded dog shares as we've got to get off this toilet stuff. Oh, well, well. Um, it's never gonna happen, is it? No. I mean that's bad news for one of my stories. <laughs> um 
Okay, well, um, before we get on to the the letter that you guys wrote to Mr. Teacher, I I didn't have anything to do. This is Alex. Yeah, but you you supported me. Yeah, I, you had my... well. I I agree that Pickles was overgraded. I don't agree that Boner Jams, whatever it was called, was undergraded. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 save that. We've got one more thing to do before we get onto the letter. So, do you remember the crime story from last week, the Crook Club with the Geordies? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and do you remember uh, Mr. Teacher struggled a bit with some of the accents? He went all around yes. the the British Isles. Yeah. Very kindly, we've had a very a very um good listener send in their version of Crook Club, um, with an authentic accent. So, just want to take a listen to Crook Club read by yeah. a real Geordie. Yeah, go for it. Hello, and welcome to Crook Club said Tony. Hello, said all the other crooks in unison. Hello, Tony, said Jeff, about three seconds later. Now then, said Tony, before we begin this week's crook club, have you all got your teas and biscuits, Harry pets? Tony looked at the snack table and noticed the biscuit tin was missing. Ah, how are you now? What's going on here like? Where's the fucking biscuit tin gone, man? No one said anything. Philip Fingers, have you nicked all the fucking biscuits like? No way, man, said Philip. Philip, man, I can see the tin under your jumper, man. Those fucking biscuits were from Sainsbury's. They were dead canny like, said Tony. Someone tutted. All right, let's get on with it, continued Tony. Who wants to go first this week? Clive, man, how's about you, pet? Aye, all right, said Clive. This week, I've smashed up an uh, bus stop and like and like set fire to an uh, a plum farm. Everybody clapped. Steve asked Tony. I uh, I nicked an egg from the littles and fucking lobbed it at a granny. Said Steve. Everybody clapped. Simon went next. I walked into Greg's the bakers with me noble like, <laughs> as as to distract them like. And me mate, Tommy Jenkins, just walked out with a tray of cheesy bean uh, pastries, like, and while they was all screaming at me knob. Everybody clapped. Well done, Simon, said Tony. Was it difficult? Nah, I was wearing tracky bottoms, so me knob just flopped out like, easily, man. Tony looked impressed. Dave stood up. I did a shit in me knickers in H&M. Oh, well done, pet. Nice try, said Tony. Just remember what I said last week, pet. That's not a crime. That's just your diet and lifestyle. Okay, pet? All the crooks put their hands together in the middle of the circle and shouted, Crime! 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 Courtesy of Chris Keane. Yeah, it's good to hear an authentic uh, northerner. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, layer to it. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, well, it's really wonderful. And I really liked how he got into the thick characters. He yeah. really portrayed those very well. He's... Yeah, he does yeah. it well. He definitely did the story justice. And not not to put Mr. Teacher to shame, but it was nice to hear any, a real no, I mean, I, I'm someone that can't do accents very well either. So, you know, I, I'm not going to knock Mr. Teacher for that. And to be yeah. fair, the accents he did were good. They just weren't Geordie. <laughs> Yeah, the story yeah, still held true. up really well as well. Like second listen, really, yeah, it's really good. Hmm. Yeah, the, I think that you got the names. 
really good. Jenkins. Was, uh, yeah. Tommy was Jenkins. Tommy Jenkins, yeah. Really right. kept... it's actually, actually, Tommy Jenkins, not Tommy. T- Tommy Jenkins. Walked into Greg's with his knob out. No, that was Simon. Simon walked in with his knob out, but his mate Tommy Jenkins was already in the queue and he and he took the opportunity to run out with a tray of cheesy bean pasties. Yeah. You've really yeah. captured the culture of the of the area, I think. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Chris was quite offended, I I understand. Um, but he read it anyway. Uh, he, he just recorded that while he was making a cup of tea. Pretty good, I thought. And then yeah. he improvised the fading out of the crime, crime, crime at the end. I thought, very good. Yeah. I yeah, might have to lean, lean on Chris for some uh, guest readings in the future when there's Geordie accents involved. All right, so on to the pickles letter. Pickle controversy chat. Pick, pickles drama continues to roll on and on and on. So... Yeah. I mean, I, I explain the gist of it to the teacher in this clip, so I probably don't need to explain it now. I can just get into it, unless you guys want to say anything before I play it. No. Crack on. Oh, well, random hand just hands Elliot Mold a... wine. Mold wine and, <laughs> and what else did you get handed there? Is a bit of tissue paper? No, it's, it's a bit of home, homemade brownie. Oh, nice. It was so funny just seeing a hand come around the corner yeah. on, on the Zoom chat. It's <laughs> waiting um, for it. Well, that's lovely. Okay, I'll 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 play the teacher uh, letter. There's a letter. Yeah. So can I just give you the background? Yeah. So we've we've spoken a couple of times about uh, episode three, Under the Sea, and the reaction that my story about the pickle thief got uh, with the other authors. Okay. So I don't know if you remember the pickle thief. He's the one that threw the satchel of penises into the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they there's been a huge amount of criticism for that story. Uh, <laughs> they're very angry about it. They think it was overmarked. They don't. It doesn't deserve a B. Um, I think right. I mentioned this before, and you told them to fuck off. You're the teacher, which I yeah. that was. I loved that part because I get to watch their faces when I played this back to them. <laughs> um, but the, the the rows continue, right? And it's got to a point where they have decided the best course of action is to write you a letter with their grievances laid out on it. Yeah, fair enough. And for you to read it. So I'm not. Yeah. I haven't read the letter. I don't know what's in it. So do you want to just okay. read it back? Uh, okay. To, uh, to Mr. Teacher, long-time fan and admirer of the way you bring characters to live. I mean, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a brilliant way to start a letter. Um, <laughs> bring the characters to live with your rich, almost Shakespearean tones. However, with regards to Digital Thief, brackets Boner King, submitted last week, <laughs> I beg you to reconsider your grading. Note, I'd with a lowercase i. <laughs> Um, yes, the Boner King relied heavily on dick jokes. However, the scathing review and U rating seems off kilter, especially when compared to a previously submitted story titled Pickles. As a comparison, Pickles was one paragraph story submitted during Under the Sea Week. The story revolved around a criminal who stole pickles and fucking launched them into the sea at the end. That was it, and it received a B rating and was praised for its language and defiance of the main theme. Boner King followed a similar mantra. However, it was slammed for the same reason Pickles was praised. Would it be possible to revisit both stories and perhaps regrade Pickles to a U as every listener and his dog believes it should be? Thanks. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I think uh, I'll very happily revisit it. Both. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly put off by the, uh, the careless grammar in, in the letter. Um, that's not doing it many favours. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll very happily revisit it. Um, yeah, no problem with that at all. All right. Um, well, maybe we'll do that on another week then. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have a look. So I'm revisiting Pickles and Boner King. Yeah, I know what we'll do. I'm just going to pause it there before we go into my amazing idea. Uh, so, yeah, not pleased with your punctuation and grammar. <laughs> uh, no, I, I churned it out pretty quickly, as I recall. <laughs> so I think you, you pressed me. Are we going to send a letter? Oh, yeah, all right, hang on. And then I wrote it out. Um, I thought it was actually really well written, considering it was about four minutes worth of work. Well, I can tell you now in advance that it put it put Mr. Teacher in a bad mood for for not only this week but next week one as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I can see on the the freeze frame there. He looks <laughs> furious. He looks pretty angry, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, sorry, but <laughs> we ruined it. Is he? Um, um, yeah, he's now pretty, all scathing reviews from here on. Pretty out, pissed off. Yeah, I think we all suffered as as a result of this letter. Okay. Um, <laughs> she fucked it for everyone. So hang on. So he's. You've he's ruined the score. He's given us all crap scores because you pissed him off. Well, no, I'm not going to say he's given us crap scores, but I think you know his bad mood factors into his critiques at least. See, uh, you'll see as as we go through both this week and next week's episodes. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll press play because uh, I just had a brilliant idea at this point about how we can revisit this, uh, and I th I thought we could have an end of term party. Ooh. We'll have an end of term party when this series is over and you can join the zoom chat with the other the two other authors and yeah. we'll have some special awards like favorite character of the season and then you can give us your verdict on the on the possible regrading of those two stories okay yeah that's that sounds good okay great okay well appreciate your your you reading that piece of shit well, no problem <laughs> was that from the other two authors yeah co-signed a joint effort. Uh, yeah. I think you need to clarify that that's oh, wrong. Let me pause way. that. Sorry. I think you need to clarify, Mr. Teacher, that the letter is just from one author, not two. Um, I don't know if I do because I've got a whole lot of WhatsApp evidence that says you hate pickles and you agree with yeah. everything Alex says. Absolutely. There's plenty of that, but there's also WhatsApp evidence to say that I'm not part of the letter. So you can't be in both camps. You either hate pickles or you don't. Do you agree? You do you agree with Alex's letter or not? No. I agree. I agree that Pickles was overgraded, but I don't agree that Boner King is. I think Boner King is perfectly graded. Just... <laughs> it so wasn't called Boner King. You do agree with that? That's what it was called. It <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> <clears throat> the letter asks that Pickles is regraded to a U, right? And that's exactly what you're saying. You're saying Pickles was overgraded, so you do agree with the letter. I agree with the sentiment of the letter, but I didn't. Well, there you go. Okay, right, there you go. So, so pipe down, bollock chop. And um, by the way, you know, you... Um... Why don't you write Mr. Teacher a letter saying you're not part of the first letter? Okay, I will. I'll write, him, I'll write him another letter saying that okay. he is part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really yeah. waste everyone's time. <laughs> there is there is another thing which you you fucked up as well. When Me? You, yes, you. Um, it was because when, when I said um, the um, utter nonsense that it was, um, or pointlessness, that it yeah. was actually supposed to be utter nonsense. Yeah. When I listen back to it, it, is, it was supposed to be nonsense, not pointlessness. What? Yeah. If you listen back to the end of the previous week. Right. I'm having a steward's inquiry into this because I'm sure we ended, we all agreed on pointlessness at the end of that. No. Maybe listen, I cut it out. Listen, to what, I, listen to what I actually said. It was nonsense. But then what do we say after that? Because I'm sure we said pointlessness. No. Like when 
I think uh, the bit where where we're like, oh, okay, what what's the theme for next week? And the bit where I said it, it was nonsense. Well, you know so what? It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't sounds really like it doesn't. matters. Clearly, it, it does like it matter. You brought this up a lot now. Like, yeah, it's like on three the times in the last episode. episode. Like, you keep mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, wrote against the wrong theme. Like, get over it. <laughs> Eat your brownie. Huh? Shut the fuck up. I've eaten my brownie. <laughs> right. No, um, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. Asking for a regrade or anything, it doesn't sounds matter. like you are. It wouldn't have made a difference. He's still talking about it. I haven't talked about pickles this much. The amount like you've been going on about this, let's get over it. We'll just get it right. <laughs> uh, okay, right. We're not finished with a uh, teacher's letter yet. He's he's uh, oh, yeah. He's just stewing at the moment. I think you can Clearly see in his angry. face on this. Yeah, I'm going to press play. Yeah, I don't. I, okay, yeah, they don't stop moaning about. It. You should see my WhatsApp. Just all night, <laughs> just then moaning about pickles. Um, and I will take, do you know what, just to defend myself quickly on that, you didn't praise pickles for its defiance of the main theme. You just praised it for its language and its neatness mm. and succinctness, which I yeah. think is very fair. Um, so I won't say any more, but, you, you know, it did, yeah, I'm, you know. I don't, I, oh, I it's got his to... finger in the air. I paused it. What's up, Alex? Uh, he did praise it for defiance of the theme he didn't use those words but he said um didn't really touch upon the themes there i would have liked to see more you know describing the penises floating in the sea and bobbing around or something like that he, you know but he, well, i think we're going to need a transcription it. he praised it for him i think the only way around these two points that one i l just raised and this one if we're gonna have to get a transcription of the episodes and have a steward's inquiry I can't be bothered to do I that. I don't care about my point. I really don't. I'm just mentioning it because... Again? No, you're, you're upset about nonsense because you still, keep yeah. basically doing... We keep kind of saying one thing and doing another. Oh, well, it's just because I don't really care. Yeah. But, um, I apologise for my inaccuracy. So, no, I'm not interested in any kind of steward's inquiry. All right. Let's um, just move on. Let, let's... Okay, let's hear the end of Mr. Teacher. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll very happily go back to it. I will say this though: if I'm, if I'm going back to it because of this like uh, childish letter, let's be honest. If I'm going back to it and I'm feeling the grading still is is justified, uh, I think I think some kind of forfeit is necessary. Oh yeah, I agree with I, this. You know, time is money. Yeah. All right. Well, you can think of the punishment, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. You're, you're the teacher. Well, time uh, is money. Well. You should get it right first time, then. It's clearly not a B. <laughs> okay, well, right. I think what he's saying is that if he goes back and he regrades it, he says, do you know what? It does deserve a regrading. Then he's going to accept that, what you just said. But if he goes and has a look at it again and it's still a you, then you're fucked. What? What's he going to do? Make me write like an even longer, more shit. He's the story. teacher. He can make you do what he wants, and you'll and you'll have to do it at the end of your party. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Might just see him trying to enforce any kind like of punishment. It. Like a nice bit of jeopardy. Have you got comb yeah. in your hand, Alex? Yeah, I don't know why. It's just here. So now I'm holding it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that was the the letter from Mr. Teacher. Or oh, sorry, your letter to Mr. Teacher. The theme. Oh, yeah, I should probably mention the theme this week, right? Um, how long is it? Which was we, we, we game shows, talking. right? Game shows. Oh, good game shows. I liked this one. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good theme. Story number one, episode nine game shows. Okay, 
Uh, oh, he's clearly grumpy. The theme already. Courtesy of my wife. Very good. Game shows. Okay. Um, right, straight in. Go for it. Straight in. Story one. Vinda Poo. Shit the bed wasn't your traditional game show. Morally apprehensible, unwatchable, probably illegal. These were just some of the headlines adorning the walls of Jacob Bummeister's head office at Ship the Bed Studios. He was sat behind his enormous desk, chuffing a fat cigar with his shit-eating grin, while scanning the various social media channels for feedback on tonight's show. As usual, it was overwhelmingly positive. This disconnect had always riled Bummeister. The ratings were sky-high, trending on every platform, renewed for 18 more seasons in advance, Yet for some reason, the mainstream media never had a positive word to say. Conceptually, the show was sound. Contestants were volunteered by friends or family, if selected. The unwitting contestant received vouchers redeemable at their local buffet restaurant, where the air conditioning was laced with new experimental compounds that, when breathed in, trick the stomach into believing it's never full. Contestants are then free to consume subtly undercooked food until they are physically unable to move and are asked to leave. Hidden cameras planted in the contestant's bedroom would then film their night's sleep, and should the contestant make it till dawn without shitting the bed, they would win a brand new Pontiac Camaro. Tonight's contestant had demolished several kilos of four-day-old undercooked vindaloo and had now been asleep for several hours. He was clearly uncomfortable. The microphones amplifying the sounds of the war zone kicking off in his guts as commentators discussed the show over the top of the live studio audience. The bookies' odds were tightening with every passing minute. Poonami, 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 the audience chanted. At 3.54 a.m., the inevitable happened. The contestant woke in horror, but it was too late. Hit it, ordered Bummeister. Every light in the contestant's house lit up. Helicopters circled overhead, beaming their spotlights as the comedic hosts and their camera crew kicked the front door in. The day's contestant, dazzled by lights and caked in an unholy nightmarish mess of butt juice, clutched at his chest and repeatedly screamed in unbridled terror as the hosts asked him over and over to describe how he was feeling. A dozen cheerleaders then entered the bedroom to perform a song and dance routine, popping numerous glitter cannons at near point-blank range causing the confused and petrified contestant to slip out of bed and crack his head open on the bedside table, much to the audience's pleasure. As the contestant's heart gave out, Barmeister nodded in satisfaction. Another successful show. Paused. All right, that was, uh, what was it called? Shit the bed, or Vindapoo or something. Vindapoo. Vindapoo. Yep. Yeah, so I that, I must admit, I don't know if you could tell from my face on that playback there, but I didn't understand what was going on at all. And but now I listened to it for the second time, I can follow it. So I, I get it. So but basically, it's a game show where you have to eat old curry, and then as the moment you shit the bed, the the game show starts and they start filming you and like crazy stuff happens in your bedroom. Um, yeah, yeah well, I, you, you yeah. lose, don't you? Because you shit the bed. If you, oh, if you, make, lost, it, then. If you make it to morning, you win a car. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, Elliot um, got it straight on, on the yeah, first one. Yeah, thing... but you don't know that you're playing. You've been given a free buffet dinner. Oh. So you go and have this buffet dinner. Okay, I didn't and get that bit. And then secret cameras in your bedroom film you 
Oh man, am I but really thick or thing... something? Why don't I get understand all this? And you've got this from the first read through. I don't know. It's twice I've listened to it, and I'm really sketchy on the details. <laughs> what did Mr. Teacher think then? Did he did he get it or was he? Well, just... we're not we're not going to know because he 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 won't give you his critique until after he's read the other two. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clear. Like, yeah, no, I well, it was obviously clear clear to Elliot. Yeah. <clears> just you eat me. and you eat and you eat, and if you shit your bed, you don't win a car. Right, so you oh. don't know you're playing, and no. how? So how do? You, so someone just feeds you a curry one night. Well, yeah, but no. Yeah. You well, you win, don't get you fed win a vouchers curry, to a, a a buffet, but the buffet restaurant is in oh. on it, and they deliberately give you food poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> and it's totally got it. Like, <laughs> it's totally got it. Like, I don't... All right, that sounds. I like Elliot's version. We well, should just written that, it like that. I was just that is, summarizing that is Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. There's nothing else. Okay. Food poisoning. All right. So if you if you make it through the night without shit in the bed, then you've won a car. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, all right. Everyone good. knows about this show. Everyone, knows, it's it's massive. But the only you thing know, is, you don't know you have you're to be on watching it. it for like ten hours, though, right? You've watched oh, the, watch them at dinner, like stuffing their features full of buffet, and then you've got to watch them all night in case well, they shit themselves. Yeah, but it's like a live it's quite, quite stream. A long... Yeah, but it's not like an episode, like a half hour episode. Saying it's like, a, well, there might be like a cut down version. Um, but yeah, the actual the main event is always like a live stream. I suppose on. the next day there'll be like a, a highlights thing where it would cut out all the sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right, so it's just one second. No, it would, no, there'd be a build-up. There'd be him like winning the buffet vouchers and being really happy, then being in the restaurant and like stuffing his face full of like 3D old prawns or vindaloo or whatever. Yeah, and then it. like going to bed and going, oh, I'm not sure about that. And then like, and then it kind of cuts out all the sleep. Right, and then he so you could still make it into like a good twenty minutes, and then do do what they do on the act, the X Factor, where you go into their tragic backstory and all that kind of shit. So yeah, yeah like, it's totally man. You've been you really thought this through more than I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've thought about the uh, yeah. totally good. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the, the funny the, thing the, was, I couldn't tell whose story it was. I, I it really felt to me like it was Elliot's style. Right up until they, the audience started shouting Poonami over and over, and then I thought, "Oh, this must be Alex's." So yeah. it, it, it doesn't surprise me that Elliot understands this one. He's on on the same level as it. Well, yeah. the inspirations I mean, were kind of Black Mirror and Running Man. You know, that's that's like that's the way I kind of envisioned it. He got a live studio audience, and he got the host running around, and he got like a live stream with a guy eating, and then him sleeping, and all the cameras, hidden cameras, all over the place, following his whole journey. And it's it's also like just horrifying as, as, a, as a concept right it's bleak dystopian kind of game show well yeah um, particularly and he obviously, died at the end yeah, he died <laughs> and everyone's right uh, you know loving loving it like, shut the bed and had a heart attack and everyone, everyone <laughs> well, he hit his head it. on the on the bedside table didn't he yeah oh yeah but then his heart gave out yeah. his heart gave out yeah <laughs> yeah because it, it was all too much <laughs> i thought it was um i was quite proud of that one yeah yeah. Okay. No, I thought I thought it was clear, clear enough, and kind of had a good narrative. Yeah, and well, it must have just been me then, because I was completely confused at the end of that. Like, you see, my I paused it there. My face, I look so I look pretty confused and angry huh. there. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take the blame for that one. Story number two. Uh, two is called story two is called Win Me Happy. Frank had to get the next question right. For his sake, for his marriage's sake, for fuck's sake, 
He didn't know the answer. He scratched the implants at the back of his neck and wondered if they were deliberately making him feel anxious. He had a guess. Reykjavik? Oh, it's a good guess, but it's not the one. Simone wins the 30 minutes of happiness, Frank. If you want to stay in the game, you'll have to answer the next question. Angry. He agreed to a jeering audience. Two studio assistants rushed on and applied restraints to Frank's arms, holding him in place. He watched a man in the recording booth press the buttons, which would trigger the emotional outburst. The smug, self-satisfied look on his face annoyed Frank, and his stupid haircut made him want to punch the guy in the face. His breathing had become out of control, and his heart pounded away inside his chest. He turned back to the host as he spoke, but only heard half the question. What? Say it again! He shouted. Sorry, Frank, you know the rules. I can't repeat the question. Just say it again, you useless fucking prick. I I'm going to have to press you for time, Frank. He forced himself to focus, to try and channel the rage into coherent thought. Something about hydrogen molecules, maybe? He would wait till the restraints came off, then run over and crush his stupid neck. For now, though, he had to say something. Methane, you cunt! Correct! Well, it's, it's just methane, actually. But I'll accept. <laughs> he laughed. Control booth. Let's dial him down, please. Instant relief. His heart rate and breathing slowly returned to normal. Aside from some residual animosity towards the host and the guy in the booth, the violent impulses abated and he returned to normal. This torture continued for what felt like hours, but Frank finally got the upper hand when Simone picked up a despair penalty at the beginning of the final round. He felt sympathy for her, but relief for himself. Induced despair had always been difficult for Frank. It felt more real than the others, as thanks to being one of the few emotions that hadn't been restricted for profit, he experienced it every day of his failing marriage. Anger could empower it, could spur people into action, and had become extremely popular. Despair was draining, debilitating, and therefore free. He took an exhilaration bonus he'd been saving to avoid Simone's state unsettling him and breezed through the questions, finishing ahead. Let's say goodbye to Simone and give her a big round of applause. They cheer dutifully. Frank, you've banked three hours of happiness, seven bouts of laughter, and one intimate experience for two. Woohoo! The audience cheers. Do you want to walk away or risk it all for our grand prize? Six months of underlying contentment. As the audience's screams and applause died down, Frank thought hard about how to answer. His current winnings were nice, but the grand prize, invested wisely and used sparingly, could last for years. The one thing he knew was that if he quit now, or risked all and lost his wife, would see him the same way. As a loser. I'll play, he said, and the audience cheered in approval. A large wheel rose up out of the floor, surrounded by flashing lights. The host riled up the audience further, getting them to shout their predictions of where Frank's spin of the wheel might land. Laughter, some of them cried, while others guessed fear, outrage or sexual excitement. The studio went silent as Frank made his move, and everyone watched as the wheel gradually slowed to finally reveal his handicap for the final questions. The wheel stopped. Frank felt as if a pit had opened beneath him. All he could do was stare at the result of the board and weep.
Right, paused. So if I'm right, Elliot, it's about the game show itself is you use emotions. Yeah. To you're putting in you're putting in an emotional state. Yeah. By the round. So it might be happiness or anger. And then you have to answer questions in that emotional state, which makes it harder. But yeah. you can also win emotional states. Win emotions, yeah. So it's obviously within such a short story, you can't go into like a whole like built universe. But essentially, it's in a future where um, emotion is is controlled, um, and you know, like if you if you were if you're a bit unhappy, you can basically spend some money and buy a half hour's worth of happiness. Um, oh, that's bleak. And um, I think if it was a longer story, the reason for that is, you know, it's um, violent, violent crimes gone, um, depression's gone, you know, things like that. Um, so that's kind of how it came to be. And but then obviously people then after uh, then realise that it's actually taken a lot of their humanity, it kind of equilibrium vibes kind of maybe, but they've mm. actually still got emotions. But then obviously, like, as he said in the story, despair, um, you know, nobody's going to pay for that. So um, and then, you know, if people are, have got a lot of despair, then they're more likely to spend money on on buying like happiness and contentment. It's another kind of bleak, dystopian, horrifying game show concept. <clears throat> I liked it. Story number three. Story three. Robbie. Our estate was built in the early 80s, and it was perfect for families. There were so many kids our age around the neighbourhood when we were growing up. They all went to the rough school nearby, but my mum had got us into the nice school up the road. Summer holidays felt a bit wild and dangerous around our house when all the local kids were out. They played a bit rougher than the other kids at my school. The stakes always seemed to be higher. Robbie lived opposite us and his parents were Dutch. He had bright ginger hair and only seemed to have two modes, full speed maniac or bawling his eyes out after getting bollocked by his mum. His mum was terrifying, to be honest. She had no mercy when it came to punishing Robbie for his latest atrocities. One time, Robbie hid in his back garden with the gate open and indiscriminately sprayed passers-by with a hose. Local kids, adults on their way home from work, grannies going to the shops. He sprayed them all. Eventually, this naughty behaviour drew a crowd of children, all egging Robbie on to keep spraying the hose. Robbie's mum grabbed him and spanked the shit out of him with a wicker carpet beater. I ran home with that feeling in my stomach that you get when you're a kid, like you just witnessed a cut war crime or something, but say nothing about it and just eat your fish fingers and watch TV afterwards. The incident I remember most clearly happened on the green outside our house. It was a hot, dry day in August, and the green was more brown now, with scraps of grass clinging on to dusty, baked mud everywhere. There was a circular drain cover that was raised above the mud with about a foot. When the ground wasn't so dry, the mud would provide a natural ramp up the drain cover, and kids would take run-ups on their bikes and do jumps off the top of it. Now, though, it stuck out of the ground like a cylinder and looked impossible to jump. Word got around that some kids were going to take huge run-ups on their bikes and jump the drain cover. Within minutes, the audience formed. Every single kid from the estate was there. In my mind's eye, I can picture a hundred kids, but I don't know if that's accurate. 
three contestants, including Robbie, of course, rode their bikes away up the hill nearby, and we all waited for the action. The atmosphere was electric. For all we knew, we were about to see an incredible feat of human athleticism and skill, or a serious accident, or both. A tall, older girl took charge. She was the host of this game now, and she yelled for the contestants to start. The two first kids flew down the hill in quick succession and entered the green through a small gap in the audience. Both of them bottled it, pulling to the side of the drain and kicking up clouds of dust. The whole audience groaned in disappointment. Then came Robbie. At full speed, Robbie's front wheel slammed into the side of the drain cover. He didn't even attempt to bunny hop it. To this day, it remains the furthest distance I've ever seen a human being fly. Flipping over his handlebars, Robbie sailed arse first through the air and thudded into the hard ground, heavy enough for us to feel it under our feet. The whole audience gasped in unison. Robbie lay completely still for a few moments while his brain processed the last three seconds. Then he started wailing. His mum appeared from nowhere, screamed at the audience to leave and scooped Robbie up. It was the only time I ever saw her comfort him. We all scattered into the alleyways. I paused it. L, can I just double check that you just farted at the end of that story? I did. Yeah, it was only a little one, though. I must. My no, mic must be fine. really good. It's, well, yeah, we, yeah, it is. Yeah, That's, <laughs> you, um, you said you can take out that out, though, right? I'm definitely not going to take that out. <laughs> right, reached a new level of sabotage where you can fart during someone else's story. I did I generally like I did the one I did earlier? Yeah, but that was a tiny one. Anyway. <laughs> The microphone shifted to you, you know, I can zoom when it does the outline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally gave you away. <laughs> oh, man. Just went dirt. <laughs> I'll be more okay. careful. All right. Do you want to go? Um... Oh, sorry. Any thoughts on that or not bothered? Um, just about kids jumping over stuff on their bike. Is there more to it? That's pretty much it. Wow. There's no like hidden layers or thought or something that I'm missing here. Hidden layers. Um, well, it was just a twist on the game show thing because when the game show thing was mentioned, it it made me think of that moment quite a lot. Um, because that's a true that's like a true story of a kid that lived opposite me, and he was always. I think I don't know if you ever met him, Alex. It was just before, like it was when we were really young, and he used to do crazy things out outside the house. And it, it was literally like there was loads of kids turned up and there was one kid that was saying, come on, do it. And she was like in charge and he came flying down and absolutely stacked it off this thing. Um, and I just remember thinking that was a bit, that's like a game show. That was like, like you know, it was our fun. So that's why, that's why I wrote it. And I, I was a bit worried, like when I actually wrote it and read it back, I felt like it was a bit flat. Um, but then I thought, oh, I don't know, just... It was I, I kind of wanted the narrative to be a bit like that, where it's just like a matter of fact story. But then as a consequence, it, I felt it was a little bit flat, maybe. Um, hmm. Yeah, I suppose like, you know, having the, the little payoff at the end with his mum actually not turning out to be a complete arsehole. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't as, um, you know, kind of as a as emotionally building as your, like your pirate story, for example. Yeah. And it um, there was no one shouted Poonami. Um, That's true. Any at any point, which it would have benefited from, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, I'll uh, I'll see what the, the teacher thinks. We're going to the criticism now. 
Oh my god, it's grading time. Story one, Vindapoo. Um, it may be from the letter to the teacher that I've got this in my head, uh, but the punctuation here needs needs work. <laughs> so there's quite a significant amount of uh, comma splicing. I don't know whether that it would be useful for me to explain what comma splicing is. Yes, please. Is. Okay, so a comma splice is where you use a comma at the end of a, a sentence, essentially, where the sentence needs to be demarcated uh, properly. So a comma splice is very uh, commonly used where uh, essentially there's a lack of thought about the punctuation. And it's two separate clauses that need to be uh, properly demarcated, either with a full stop, a colon, a semicolon, something like that. But the comma splice suggests that it's all one sentence. In other words, it's this, this garbage of shit which needs to be uh, just wow. broken down into component parts. Otherwise, it won't get flushed through the uh, through the narrator. Okay. Um, so that's the that's the first thing for me. I'd like to see from from author one next week, please. Uh, much greater focus on on punctuation. I'll just pause that there. It's mm. just uh, the words garbage of shit um, can't make you feel good when you're critiquing <laughs> your story, right? It doesn't sound promising, does it? Yeah. I, I think if if you've written all your stories in the same style, then you might have just got away with it to now. But I think the letter might have yeah, made now him he knows, extra critical. He knows exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's piecing it together, isn't he? Yeah. But he's right, though. Like It was just a big block of text um, and it's hard to read. So I put in loads of commas to kind of give you pause while you're reading it and make it easier to digest. And he calls it what? Comma splicing? Yeah. Comma splicing, and it's used yeah. to separate shit. No, yeah. I think he's, what he's saying yeah, is um, there's no good reason for it to be uh, one sentence. And it should, so it should be split into more than one sentence, basically. It would be more... Like a gr it would flow better on the page if it was more than one sentence. Is Otherwise, you're overwhelmed by a garbage of shit. Yes, the garbage of shit. Just <laughs> he li he likes to take breaks during digesting the garbage of shit. Well, that's that's exactly it. I put in loads of commas to help you digest the shit. No, but commas. What well, he I says think... is a comma makes it the 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 shit longer because yeah. it's all part of a bigger sentence. Whereas you should yeah. full stop it and make two smaller pieces of shit. Basically, oh, okay. <clears throat> basically, read read it back and see if it would read better if you put full stops in, instead of some of the commas. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's what you're saying. All right, let's carry on. What about the story itself? Any feedback on that? Um, it's okay. I think there's, yeah, I, it's okay. I think there's there's probably. I'm I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, what is going on. I think there's there's a there's a there's a lot of references to poo, <laughs> butt juice, bumister. So you've got this. Um, are, are we are, are authors familiar with lexical fields? No. Okay. So a, lex not. so a lexical field. So lexis is Latin for words. Mm -hmm. So a lexical field is a group of words which all come under the same heading. Right. Okay. So the author here has used a lexical field of bums, <laughs> but I'm not sure there's much purpose behind it. Um, it feels it feels use of bums for the sake of use of pum bums, and I think I've been here before uh, with this. Where the theme is game shows, I'm not. I would like to see 
that being the real theme and it feels it feels as though i've been here before where it's let's talk about bums through the theme of game shows okay rather than let's deal with the theme of game shows first and foremost I'm pausing there because I can see Alex nodding to that criticism. No, he's absolutely correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's valid. <laughs> uh, that, that's good. I thought there'd be another letter coming on. I again. love how you accept that. You're just nodding along. No, he's, he's nailed it. He's nailed it. <laughs> he's got you totally sussed. Yeah, he totally has. Oh, dear. Maybe, okay. maybe your reign's at an end. Yeah. Oh, dear. You've I'm, been I'm, rumbled. I think, I think I'm busted, yeah. Yeah. One one trick pony. Yes. <laughs> Let's keep disguising the same story, but with a different theme. Yeah. It's boners, turds, farts. Boners and bums, yeah, that's it. Bums, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see what else he has to say. Right, so what, what does that result in grade-wise? Uh, I, I, it's it's fine, but it's, it's a D. It's a D, okay. Now... It's not happy about without. What do you feel? Yeah, it stings a little bit. Uh, listening to it back, I do think there were gaps and mistakes I'd made of it. Like in my head, I had it as like a running man kind of show. Mm. Uh, you know, bleak kind of dystopian Black Mirror stuff. But it wasn't clear enough when I heard it back that that was what I was. That clearly, that was what I was thinking. But it it didn't translate to paper very well. So yeah, I think a D is is fair. Okay, that's very gracious of you. Um, ready for the critique of story number two, which is yours, Elliot? Yeah. Story two has got a really good narrative structure. Okay, it it works up in terms of the idea of moving from an exposition to a rising. So it's called the kind of the classic narrative arc is this exposition rising action building to a climax and then a kind of a falling action and a denouement. That's the that, that's the kind of the, the the classic narrative arc, and so um, you've got sorry, that denouement, denouement, French for conclusion. Um, but it's you mentioned it in a previous episode, and I just nodded like I knew what you meant. Right, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's so why, you've that's got that. Apart from here, the denouement feels as though the author has just run out of time. Okay. There is no denouement. It's it's it gets it gets to the point of the climax. It quite clearly gets to the point of the climax where you've got. The studio's going silent. Frank made his move. Everyone's watching as the wheel. And then the wheel stopped. All he could stare at was the result of the board and weep. As a short story, I'm not, unless I'm missing something, I'd like to read it again because I was get, really getting into it. I'm not sure it's the, the ending has really been thought about. Maybe it has. But the other thing that brings it down for me, and partly because my children were running around in the background, is that there is the, the C word that is used in there which I'm not sure is warranted. You've got to, you've got to go big. It's, <laughs> it's, if you're using that word, you've got to go big. And you've got to appreciate the fact that this is pre-watershed in the household. Right. Um, and so that, that's, that's going to bring it down a grade. Oh, he's not going to like that. Um, so you're saying if you're going to drop the C-bomb, make it count. It's got to make count. Because so, so you've got to imagine this, authors, right? So tomorrow morning, my children wake up. And they'll say, Daddy, what does the word mean, having oh. heard it the, the, follow, the previous night? And if I can justify it by saying, yeah, it was a brilliant story, then I'm all right with it. Okay. But when it's a, when it's a, 
it, 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 it had promise there. And I just, I feel, I, I want to go back to it, but I, I don't think it's, it's quite been thought through the, the, the final part of it. Okay. So might, what was the grade? I might be, I might be wrong. Uh, it's going to be a C. C. Okay. Paused it. L, you don't look impressed. Um, no, I. Fair enough. Like the ending was the bit that I was the least happy with. I just wasn't. I think basically I wrote the whole thing without knowing exactly how I was going to end it, and then I was kind of like, oh, it's getting quite long, and I just, you know, I just thought that, um, because I had that whole kind of section about um about him having trouble with despair, I just have it where the wheel finishes. And then he's like, oh, no, I can't believe it. And it's implied that despair had come up on the board. Um, but, yeah, I I suppose that isn't... Uh, re- listening to it back, I enjoyed, like, um, I thought it was actually a good story, but maybe the ending wasn't that satisfying. So, yeah, I probably would have hoped for, for a B, but that's fair enough. Well, I reckon you might have... Do you know what? Without the letter... And without the C bomb, I reckon you might have got to be. But yeah. you've, you've you've torpedoed yourself with a with the C bomb, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's fine to use it. But I, was, I do um, I do get what he says. He'd though, been yeah. artificially made to be like super angry, right? Yeah. So you know, I think a, a C bomb is justified in that scenario, which he wasn't just chucking it about. Yeah, or well, maybe write him a letter. No, I'm not not that petty. <laughs> write him a letter. It says B. Um, okay, ready for story three? So the first two stories have have gone for the kind of classic game show, okay. Whereas this is a removal from the um, the the setting that you would expect the kind of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire arena, which is what I think stories one and two are. So I really like the idea that actually the game the game show is being crafted by by children by individuals, and that that really really worked. Um, so the concept there is 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 thoughtful. There's also some really lovely phrasing in there, and very good use of punctuation. I should I should ask as well. Um, there's something quite there's something quite normalised about this, and the fact that it speaks to a lot of people about their about their their youthful experiences. I think and. The fact that there's a, a a child who no one quite knows what goes on behind closed doors, that they're egged on into something and then everyone scatters when there's a moment where actually they prob- this child probably needs that support or they probably need something. And it's that youthful naivety uh, and ignorance of what's actually going on to that one individual who's been picked on within society. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading a lot, a, a lot into that. Um, but there's something more. I think there's there's some there's something that grabs you more about that one than um, than the other two. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the thoughtfulness of the t- of yeah, and the fact that probably this Robbie, the the narrator. I really like the narration on it as well. The narrator has not forgotten Robbie even though they probably have that makes sense so Robbie existed in Robbie exists now as a a fully formed young boy and he's always captured in that moment and they haven't kept in touch 
um and i like the the story that that kind of um yeah generated in in um in the reader's eye so uh yeah i like robbie great okay so what are we thinking grade wise oh no there's no c bomb in that so presumably um we don't sacrifice any marks no there's no c bomb um there was an a bomb Yeah, there was, and there's, there's, in keeping with that, there's a there's a couple of things that just bring it. I'm being harsh here because I think that Robbie's got real potential, but I think there's a couple of things that that kind of bring it down. Um, yeah, I get. I, I'm going to go B plus. B plus. Okay. What were the couple of things that brought it down? Um, there's the use of the number two rather than the word two. Right. Okay uh which needs to, that that happens a couple of times and there's a couple of bits of description which i'm not sure quite quite work yeah it's odd in my mind's eye i can picture a hand a hundred kids but i don't know if that's accurate i'm not sure i'm not sure whether this is i think this memory is crystal clear for this individual because of other things that they've said in terms oh, of they can yeah. they can really you, you can really picture doesn't chime um, with the rest of the narrative it doesn't you can really picture the garden you can picture the green you can picture the other kids all around the athleticism everything is really really crystal clear and yet there's little moments like that that doesn't quite that, that don't quite add up um but it's it's yeah it's it's thoughtful and i liked it it's b it's b plus it's got real real potential so a higher grade than i expected there to be honest mm -hmm. yeah uh, Again, like I don't know, I just don't. I don't. I think you've missed the mark with the theme, like completely. Again, really, it's it's pickles, or it's uh, bon it's boner king. You know, you've written about something which isn't really. The I wouldn't theme. say that. I wouldn't go that far. I I didn't uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as Mister Te Mr. Teacher, but I don't think he's completely flaunted the theme. Well, it's a it's a memory of something which kind of is. He thought it was like a game show, like. Uh, yeah, I it's a, it's more ambiguous, I'll grant you, but it's not like Boner King and Pickles, which literally just took the theme and said, fuck it, I'm not doing it. I'm doing my own thing. No, it's not quite as blatant as that, I suppose. But it's not it misses the mark for me. But um oh, what do I know? I just keep writing about bums and boners every yeah, We did <laughs> terrible grammar apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's getting demoralizing now <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like mr teacher's putting us on notice this week right he he criticized every one of us for something yeah and grammar came up quite a few times even with my story even though he initially praised it and then said actually you've used the number two instead of the word two so yeah i'm a bit i'm gonna make sure i double double check my next stories i think Getting marked down for a C bomb is a bit harsh, considering like he was literally like someone was pressing a button that was basically turning into into the Hulk kind of thing. Like it was literally like, yeah. But whatever. Fair enough. But you've um, you've won, Ryan. Yeah, I've won. So the grades have changed. I mean, the the scores have changed based on last week. Yeah. <clears throat> so last week. Um, I'll just remind you, um, Elliot was on 39.5, Ryan was on 43, and Alex was on 44.5. After this grading, in last place is Elliot with 45 points. In second place is Alex Ooh. 
with 48.5 points. And in first place is Ryan with 50.5 points. So we're on week nine. And finally, the leaderboard has changed positions. Mm. Yeah, well, it's the two U's and then a D, you know, like, um, got a step up, obviously. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Maybe I need um, to write, you know, more boners. Yeah, mm. I think maybe go your, with that. Your bonus haven't you haven't gone hard enough with your bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, then should we end it? Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, boys. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own, or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com. 